0: Today on the Nerd Outcast Podcast, we talk about The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword. Welcome back. I'm your host, Chris Bashan. Like I mentioned just a moment ago, we're going to talk about The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword in a post-Breath of the Wild World. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I think we have many thoughts about this game. What I think people would consider maybe the last... Traditional Zelda. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Uh, sitting here in Los Angeles with me is who are you, sir?
1: I am Christian Masonic.
0: And yes?
1: Yes, and I have more to say. Uh, Go for <laughs> I'm it. I'm an actor and writer from Chicago, but I'm here in LA. For the time being, and we're just kicking in a cabana right now, Chris and I, drinking Mai Tais on the beach.
0: Reminiscing about some Zelda.
1: Yeah, as one does. As one does. In the City of Angels.
0: Awesome. Uh, Well, over in the Chicago area, I've got a friend. Who are you?
2: Hi, I'm Jeremy Connie. I'm a producer of uh, various video and creative exploits. I've done some film, some uh, some web series, and also I'm a designer and big Zelda nut, so happy to be here.
0: (laughs) You're also a big The Megas fan, I think we should point out. Oh, that's true. Mega Man
2: uh, is near and dear to my heart. Got to be able to talk to The Megas on Nerd Outcast podcast a little bit ago. It was literally a high point in my life because I love those guys.
0: They are fantastic, and they were so nice to talk to. They were really nice. If you haven't listened to the Megas, go listen to the Megas. They are fantastic. Um, my final guest is all the way over in Boston. And what's your name, sir?
3: You're covering every coast with this episode. Uh, I'm Dan Schiffmacher. I uh, form. I met everybody in Chicago, but I no longer live there. I live in, the. I would say, the Boston greater area. So I'm on the East Coast uh, in, uh, like, southern New Hampshire. So that's nice. where I am. Awesome. I do video stuff. I do some comedy stuff. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing here. So... <laughs> also, great big Zelda fan, so I'm happy to talk about Skyward Sword. <laughs> with yeah,
0: I, yeah. So, so I'm really excited to chat about this. Let's just jump right in. So, Skyward Sword. I feel, is it the most divisive Zelda? Is it? No, Twilight uh... Princesses. I hate you. I hate you so much.
1: <laughs> but honestly it is probably one of those two. I would say yeah. either Skyward yeah. Sword or Twilight Princess have the most detractors. Mm-hmm. Um you know, everybody loves Ocarina, everybody loves Wind Waker for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are the two where there was a vocal contingent who were like, "Eh, I don't know." Yeah. We got like uh, what,
3: three or four or maybe like four or five 3D Zelda games. You have Ocarina, Majora's Mask, Twilight, Wind Waker, uh, Wind Waker and then this. Mm-hmm. So like
1: yeah, so this is the fifth.
0: Yeah, the fourth, th- mm-hmm. fifth. fifth, yeah, yeah. Jeremy, what about you? Oh, where does it
2: fit in what I'm? I'm thinking of for, like it. I think it was, I think more people like this than Twilight, but I might oh be skewed god. on that. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> uh. No, I think. Uh. Well, go ahead. Go. go and fish your thought. Yeah, I think it's. Um. Uh, I I like the look and aesthetic of it, and it looks more like uh, a regular Zelda game. Um, then the dark take on Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. I think that has something to do with its, its historical uh, appreciation, but clear, far and away, like, why people don't like it, I think was tied to the motion control.
0: Yeah, so that's a great point. Let's go on and just talk about that. Um, so Skyward Sword's so interesting to me because it's, it's, it was supposed to prove that the Wii worked, you know? <laughs>
1: right and it, in that last four months of the Wii, they right, finally got a game.
0: That finally, <laughs> finally found a game that was like, hey, you should own this Wii that you've owned for five, six years. Are um, know you been
1: playing Wii Sports the whole time, but we got a second game for you.
0: So I guess that's my first question to the group. Um, the motion controls, do they work? Did it work? Or would you rather play Skyward Sword without them?
1: I think the the interesting thing about that is it works a lot because of the addition of Wii Motion Plus, which wasn't mm. in Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. I do think the sword action is a little bit more one-to-one. I do think it works a lot better than it did in Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. What I hated about the motion controls in Twilight Princess was largely alleviated in Skyward Sword. That said, while it works, would I rather play it without it? Mm. Sure. Uh, it's ultimately not necessary, but uh, this was a much better experimentation with the motion controls than Twilight what, Princess had. What because motion, the motion controls
2: block. were there in Twilight Princess? I, I haven't actually played that much of... Uh, T- T- T-
0: Twilight Princess was was originally a GameCube game, and much like Breath of the Wild, it was developed in tandem with its new system, so it was just eventually launched as a Wii game first, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, they, they, actually, first. they actually held back on the GameCube release. Oh, um, yeah. So when they ported it to the Wii... They added motion controls and they kind of work. It's definitely waggling, yeah. yeah. It, it, but it's not the it's not the Wii Motion Plus. Like this is mm. the regular Wii remote. Oh, okay. um, so like all the crossbow aiming is great, um, which Metroid would just take and run with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I mean the con- the the Wii Motion pro- Plus was a, such a yeah. better step up Way from the regular up. Wii remote that they bundled it with. Uh, Skyward Sword, like you oh, could get the, really? you, could get okay. a, you could get a, you right, a special, uh-huh, kind of It was a yellow controller, yeah. gold
3: controller. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I yeah, had that. yeah. I bought the special edition.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people did. because <laughs> that Controller looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Dan, what do
3: you think? Uh. So interesting. The Skyward Sword comes at an interesting place in my life with Zelda because it was the 20th anniversary. So mm-hmm. for me, I. I was like okay this game's coming out I need to I, there was a lot of games that I hadn't played so I went back and played all of the game cuz like I w- not only did I was going to get this game I also was going to go to the concert for the first time it's when they first announced mm-hmm. the concert um so I did play a lot of games prepping up for it and right before I played this game was I played Zelda 2 and okay. Zelda 2 is tough but it also I there's a lot of similarities between the two because Zelda 2 you had to specifically Point out, you know, uh, wait for the enemies to like hit them above or hit them below the shield. And Mm -hmm. I found a lot of those kind of similarities within Skyward Sword. I I enjoyed the motion controls. um, And I liked the kind of strategy of like you have to defeat enemies certain ways. And that kind of reminded me of the Zelda Mm 2, you know, Mm -hmm. different timing and, and stuff like that, too. So, um, in the motion controls aspect, I kind of enjoyed it because it was a little different and definitely better than Skyward's uh, or uh, Twilight Princesses, the way they did mm-hmm. that. Um, but it was it, would, it really just thought like to me, it was like how the Wii should have been, how they envisioned it from the beginning is how that kind of ended up. And it just took a while to get there, I guess. Yeah, the
0: the Zelda 2 comparison is a really great comparison. Um yeah, I mean, like, it's not just like hitting enemies high or low. Like, some enemies you have to, like, jump on in Zelda 2 with, like, the downward slash or the upward slash. Yeah. Um, and, like, in Skyward Sword, you know, you have to hit on a diagonal. You have to, like, swipe up, maybe to knock a shield out of the way or cut a shield a certain right. way. Like, they really, the combat aspect of it, they really explored more so than they had in previous Zeldas. Um, yeah, and it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was I I was really Oh, and you brought up that it was the 25th anniversary. That's what I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so man, this this is tough because it comes out this this is supposed to be kind of a celebration mm. of everything Zelda. Um and I think uh they ultimately did that better with Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um but this was you the year that the Zelda concert everything. launched. Yeah, yeah, almost. We'll talk about sure. that. <laughs> <laughs> um but I think there was a lot of things riding on Skyward Sword, and it had a long development cycle. um, Because the Wii was bookend with Twilight Princess and then Skyward Sword. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like five and a half, six years. And it had been, that
1: had been delayed so much, probably even more than Breath of the Wild. They kept pushing Skyward Sword, and eventually there hadn't been a big Wii game in a long time. Yeah. At this point, they were like, we're pretty much done with this. We've moved on to Wii U, but like, all right, here's the last game. And you know, the timing of that, if it had come out, you know, three years earlier, it might have been a different story. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, and it's a real shame because it launched the same year as Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, yeah. you know, and, and people were sp- like,
1: look at
2: the ju-
0: juxtaposition of the graphics here and there. And yeah. The and we,
2: looking back on Wii footage, I'm like, wow, this is just so downgraded in terms of. Uh, Quality of resolution, which I didn't mind at the
1: time. Yeah, -hmm. it's a GameCube. I mean, it's a GameCube with motion controls. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's just so funny because I mean, I played I played Skyrim when it came out and was just blown away by this immense world that you could kind of do anything in. And one of the one of the hooks with Skyrim was, you know, at a at a um, developer interview, they were like, "Hey, you see that mountain in the distance? You can go on top of that mountain if you want to." You know, like that was the 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 thing that they were pitching ironically zelda would literally take that idea and and actually have you climb mountains which you cannot do in skyrim um but yeah up against skyrim is just a tough Mm -hmm. sell yeah tough um so i was really disappointed (laughs) in skyward Mm -hmm. sword when it came out and i've definitely softened on the game but when it when it first really when it when it first came out you were disappointed with it i was so disappointed in it Uh um Cool. Yeah, I, and we'll 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 probably go further into this, um, but I feel the game actually has a lot of problems. I think it does a lot of things right, but even within the within the Zelda universe, I feel it has a lot of issues. Um, and then and yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. So, That's funny.
2: I w- I was like almost the polar opposite. I was just blinded with glee to be able to play. This Zelda game and and how they set it up with the full motion controls and you get to swing the sword, you know, with mm-hmm. your character. That only in looking back now do I go, oh, this this game had, this this is not a perfect game, not even
0: close. Mm-hmm. Where where does it kind of rank for everybody? I mean, I, I feel we should take Breath of the Wild off the. Table. <laughs> well, you can well, still we can rank it I against can throw it. that in you there.
2: Can. Okay. Um,
1: I, I can't really compare the, the 2Ds and the 3Ds. There's no real way That's to fair. rank them together. That's fair. But I would say, in terms of the 3D Zeldas, it's one Breath of the Wild, two Ocarina, three Wind Waker, four Skyward Sword, five Majora's Mask, six Twilight Princess.
0: So you put Wind Waker above Skyward Sword? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there's would, a lot
1: yeah. I like about Skyward Sword, but Wind Waker is a Total package is a
3: lot mm. better. Okay. You see, I would love to play Wind Waker HD again. So, like when I went through all these playthroughs of the games, all that a lot of it for me, I don't have that like affinity for Ocarina of Time that everybody else does. I sure. I grew up playing the 2D Zeldas, so like Link's Awakening is my number one, um, and then the the other pretty much all the other 2D Zeldas, uh, like Link's Awakening, and then it goes Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons. And then I I hadn't even had a Super Nintendo, so I didn't play Link to the Past even. So um, I first time I played Ocarina was on a 3DS, and <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be things. Yeah, so I, that's how you know. Um, so Skyward Sword, um, I I enjoyed playing. I wasn't like into the lore as much as I am now. So like when it, when that game came out, I I was more trying to you know, interested in, I guess I would say middle of the road. If, if I'm ranking out of like six titles, I'd say it'd be like four, you know, I enjoyed it, but it's only because I'm putting the two d Zelda before that. I, I don't know that I liked Wind Waker as much as uh, the other ones, but I would love to go back and play Wind Waker HD with the improvements that they've made to see, because I do remember the gameplay being really good with that game. Um, it's worth a replay. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Helps a when lot. it comes yeah. out on Switch, I will. Uh, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about that.
0: I hope they really do that. But yeah, the, the the HD ports that they've been doing of mm-hmm. the 3D Zeldas, even even with like the 3DS ones with Majora's Mask and, and yeah. like these are all second great breath of fresh airs for all these games. For sure. Which and, I mean, Skyward and, Sword yeah. has not gotten. Right. You know? I don't know
1: if that's because it's comparatively newer or what, but I think it's we're ready. <gasps> Because pretty much everything else has gotten one. Ocarina Majora got it on 3DS. Yeah, well, and there,
0: Twilight yeah, everything under. everything has had a remake except yeah. for Skyward Sword. And there was, there was that rumor last November uh, where, where, I forget if it was a Numa, somebody, somebody teased the HD Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, oh my God, they're going to do it. They're going to port it to Switch, to, you know, all this stuff. And then, you know, maybe two days later, Nintendo was like, oh no, we, we have nothing to announce at this right. time. Yeah. And there was a collective. <laughs> sigh of despair uh, from the internet of like, oh. I think it'll
1: still come man. like right now, it's just, they're all in on the Link's Awakening uh, remake yeah. that's mm-hmm. coming out, so I they feel wanna, like once that comes that. out, people buy that, then they're like okay, here's what's next. Mm-hmm. I think they won't announce it until that's
0: out. Mm-hmm. Um, So let's jump into the specifics. So I would, I would love to start with what I think is this game's actually biggest strengths are its characters. Mm-hmm. Um and i really i'm going to start with who i think is actually the best character which is zelda okay um and this This is the best this kind of new interpretation of zelda that Mm -hmm. we've never had before i mean we had pirate zelda in wind waker which was pretty drastically different but she doesn't know that she's yeah yeah she doesn't know that she's zelda for most of And once she finds
1: out she drops the whole pirate aspect and just transforms back into you know, ethereal Zelda, which yes. bothered me. Yes, about we
0: lose Tetra when we yeah. gain Zelda. Um, but this Zelda, like, she's like kind of a tomboy, mm-hmm. like, you know, just, you know, the village next door girl. Yeah, is. yeah. Sure. And it's great. This was it's like so the good. F- yeah.
3: first Zel- like Zelda game where they like actually showed romantic feelings towards each other. Like, Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a
1: developed relationship.
3: Kiss yeah. or something yeah. like that? Like, that was, I remember that was a thing. Mm-hmm. yeah they
2: both both Zelda and link have actual personalities in this mm-hmm. game like link is this like sleepy goof mm-hmm. and and Zelda is this like tomboy you know uh, does the right thing type of girl uh, and it's a lot of fun it uh, and and a lot of my opinions are really colored from breath of the wild but uh, But it's, I can see the progression. Like, you Mm -hmm. get from a lot of the old Zeldas that have very little in the form of character personality and character traits expressed. um, And and go all the way to what we see in Breath of the Wild. This is a nice middle step.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I think maybe what helps, and I, I don't think I had thought about this until now, is that this is maybe, I could be wrong, but this is the only game I can think of where Zelda and Link already know each other. Um, In Mm, every other game, Link meets Zelda, has a limited interaction with her, then, you know, doesn't see her for most of the game, and so Mm -hmm. yet she's driving the story for him, and this is a stranger, essentially, to him. He just met her in Ocarina. She's not in Majora. Uh, He just meets her in Twilight Princess Mm -hmm. and Wind Waker and the original 2D games, but this one, they've grown up together. They're best friends Mm -hmm. when we meet each other, so when she becomes in danger, when she goes missing, like... You know, we already we've seen her do that thing where she pushes him off the. She's about to kiss him, but instead pushes him off the mm-hmm. cliff. So he, he, you know, he faces his fears and jumps on the loft wing. There's an established dynamic there where when she's gone, like we're like, oh no, like yeah. find her. You yeah. Need to, so and, I and think that helps.
2: A, that's another thing that got uh, ported over to Breath of the Wild, or that mm-hmm. you see a similar uh, right progression. Mm-hmm.
1: In that Breath time the Wild. they knew each other, but then Link doesn't remember, but then right. he remembers later. Yeah.
0: Uh, it, I'm glad in both of those games they really kind of focused on the Zelda Link mm-hmm. relationship to to um, different degrees for sure. But this one, like you mentioned, the romantic kind of playfulness of it. Uh, part of it almost feels a little Disney to me, which sure. I don't mind. Like it totally works. Bruce's Gaston. Oh my yep. god! Oh, <laughs> well, <sure>. Yeah, freaking <laughs> Bruce. Um, but uh, one thing that they do really well with Zelda is. It's not that she like gets kidnapped and then you lose her. Like you're one step behind right. her. So you're always just running into mm-hmm. her, or you see her for a moment or she says something and then runs away, which is this kind of like cool trail that you get to follow. Mm-hmm. And then her kind of big reveal, like Zelda always has a destiny, but in this game, you find out—spoiler alert—she's a reincarnation of the goddess. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I feel they've never layered onto her before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't change her personality. It's just like, oh, she's she's a god reincarnated. Like this is the beginning of like how this saga starts. Yeah. I feel that was just kind of a neat little button. Well, again, yeah, that
1: idea that they you know they have to go back in time and she ends up praying for a thousand years. Yeah. Like, I mean, she knew she had to go through this and was, like, trying to hide it from Link. Um, Like, there was a lot... She wasn't telling Link everything because she knew, like, it would upset him and she didn't want to put him through that, so she just had to do this, so he wouldn't stop her. Like, that kind of dynamic was really... It's... I I love when, when... I love that aspect, and you get a little bit of it in a lot of the games, in Ocarina, this idea of these two people who are tied together with Zelda is the smarter, more divine, more... A, you know, knows the cosmic significance of the things she does. Sometimes she manipulates link a little bit to have him play his role while mm-hmm. she does the big things mm-hmm. behind the, but at the same time, like their peers, like I like that dynamic between them when they're the same, but she's also like way, way above him in a way. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of a guy going around like, Oh, you need me to go over here and get this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I like that. She's a hero of the story in the shadows. It's yeah. almost like, like
3: she has the wisdom. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Yeah. Usually, like Zelda is the quest giver, mm-hmm. but it feels like in this game she's on her own right. quest. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're
1: just like trying to you figure know. out what's going on, and that's the story of this game. But the real story is her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: back back to what Chris said about it being like a cool chase and seeing Zelda uh, every now and then as you're completing like little little portions. I had the other. Uh, I felt the other way. I felt like it was uh Mario getting your to the end of a level your prince like every <laughs> time like I got you motherfuckers, I just completed this thing to get to Zelda and then you say I'm a little bit too late. Come on.
0: It is a little weird because like Link is trying to save her, but she's not She's, she's not really quest. in danger. Right. She has, she's not really in danger. I mean, she is, but not really. Like, she has but to nobody's go really on really telling quest. him
1: the whole deal. Like, no, so, yeah. Poor Link yeah. is
0: just like so, so in the just unknown again. Um, and it doesn't <laughs> help that he has Fee or Fry right. not fi. telling him anything yeah. or telling him the things he doesn't need mm-hmm. to know. Um, Jeremy, you brought up that you felt Link had a character. Can you expand on that? just a little bit yeah
2: i mean it's mostly in the very beginning of the game where you're just seeing him as a villager Mm -hmm. uh and you get sort of like the village's take on link and he just how much he loves to nap apparently Mm -hmm. uh and and at least that's more than usual uh to give him a bit of a perspective going into what defines him most as a character which is you know his hero's progression you know and encourage in the face of danger, but it it at least gives him a foundation of he instead of being a blank palette, we have this sort of half character that he jumps springboards off of, which I thought mm-hmm. was nice.
1: Yeah, and even the idea of him being a student and you know, he has um, you know, schoolmates and there's people who like him and people who don't. And yeah. mm-hmm. he's there are people who bully him and then and then there's people who think he's cool, like he's a he feels like a regular person attending the school who's good at some things, bad at other things, mm-hmm. and that helps make him a little bit more dynamic.
0: Yeah, there and like playing through the game again, um, there's a lot of really good cutscenes and just the action of the cutscenes, like the angles they choose to focus on or like the direction that Link does. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there's this kind of like one moment where Gere him is like trying to launch towards Impa and Zelda and like, like gets in the way and they kind of do like this heroic shot of him like bringing up a shield and like sword and stuff, like little things like that. Um, just to kind of emphasize, mm-hmm. you know, the hero aspect of him. Um, one thing that they do that I love uh, is anytime you go into a dungeon there's a small cutscene of like Link kind of like looking at the dungeon and like taking yeah. a moment mm-hmm. and then walking down into whatever that dungeon yeah. is, and oh, they yeah. do it every time. Mm-hmm. Like it's it every that's how you know it's like okay now it's a dungeon, right. um, which is something they've never done before. Uh, it's almost like when Mega Man is in between rooms before he gets to the boss. I don't know. It's just this kind of pause yeah, right before that's an, the the discovery that's an interesting of the
2: take. yeah. They they sometimes would show the dungeon, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't
0: necessarily show Link's perspective like mm-hmm. looking at that. Yeah. Yeah, and they still show the dungeon, but it happens yeah. after that scene right. of him like, and it's always him like walking down into mm. darkness, like a, yeah, which is like just a cool
3: stairs or something where he's just yeah kind of, yeah it was like cool like all right get ready for it you're about to go mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. dungeon thing that thing. was pretty cool yeah uh,
0: do they kiss do they kiss? I don't think I doubt I they, do, they kiss? actually I thought they do. kiss do
1: they, I thought they, they did I'm gonna they, I thought they almost kiss and she pushes him off the
0: cliff
3: at the end I thought they or they almost maybe they do
0: I could be wrong. But doesn't she give him the sailcloth and he and he's like kisses her? No, see that's what I'm thinking. Because if
1: he put, if she's she put the one it. who gives him the sailcloth, maybe that's it. Because it's there. He's there's literally like she is about to kiss him and then pushes him and then he goes flying and either he lands on the lothwing or it's that he has the sailcloth now and uses it to float down. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't remember which. Okay. I like I the, don't. But I can't promise you that they don't kiss.
0: I'm sure they hook up after the game. Sure, oh yeah! yeah oh, then they, they
1: give birth to yeah. all the links and yeah. Zeldas. Yes. And yes. Per- yes. Per- right. per- uh, um,
2: after her thousand-year you know nap, uh, she, old. she old. Well, she's she's getting ready to for eons.
0: Yeah, um, I have to keep us moving just because we have to keep moving. Uh, let's talk about Grus. Grus is great. The, the Gaston of the game. He's this, so great. This is a totally new character that mm-hmm. they've never. I don't. I don't think they've ever done this character before. There's never
1: been a triangle. It's funny. Before, you, yeah. No, it's
0: funny you, you mentioned Bruce. Every time I dealt with Bruce, I was thinking Biff Tannen. He, yeah, he's you also know? a lot of Biff Tannen. <laughs> he's a lot of Biff Tannen, um, and he's got like his kind of entourage of yeah. school bullies. Um, I really wonder if he was born out of the school setting of like, well, if we're in this academy, like we got to have a bully. Yeah. You know, I I would be curious to. I wish I could have been in the pitch meeting. Sure. for Groose
1: yeah it, it could definitely seem like he started just as like alright he's just this bully guy we, we gotta there gotta be some other students that they can't just be Lincoln Zelda mm-hmm. alright maybe there's a bully and he likes Zelda blah 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 but he grows into mm-hmm. this really like he's my favorite character in is that, he? yeah in that game okay Uh, Not in Zelda forever, but uh, in that game, because he's so, like, he realizes, you know, midway through the game, like, oh, it's Link in Zelda, she has no interest in me, but I still want to help, and then he becomes, like, an engineer, and (laughs) builds, like, fantastic, like, machines, and starts really, like, he's in big battles with you, and, Mm -hmm. like, he's bombing the guy, and you gotta do this, like, he really grows and changes, and has all these levels to him that you would not have guessed from First Interaction. Yeah, that I love is, that
2: it, it, it was great if I mean they certainly did the right choice of if you're going to include a bully have him have him do something more past that mm-hmm. and I like the direction that they chose with him um, and I thought he was a good he he was a good use in uh, both all parts of the game so I mean while he wasn't especially uh, I don't know he <laughs> the, the game does not impinge on him, but he was, uh, you
1: know, a good addition. Yeah, he becomes like Impa's sidekick and it's all like yeah, like yeah, they're working yeah. together to do things like you'll like visit them in the SEAL grounds and then you'll go off and do stuff and then you'll come back and they're like, alright, so me and Impa have been working on this thing and they're just like, what are you doing down here? What's it, happening? It,
0: I, I wish, I, at the end of the game you see Zelda's kind of side of the story as the credits are rolling, like you see cutscenes with what mm. was going on with her. I wish they had included cutscenes of Groose. Yeah. You know, um, it's just really funny like you come back and he's built this train yeah. track seeing him
1: with like blue plans yeah and yeah. Like tri- <laughs> yeah
0: yeah damn what what are you thinking about you look like you have a deep thought over there I, with deep I don't thought know. like i i i feel
3: like i don't know i i enjoy the well i just think about all the things you guys have said about the characterization of all the characters and i feel like there's definitely more of that kind of story feeling with this game mm-hmm. you know like like there are plenty of characters in any of the Zelda games, but I feel like there's more of, like, the interactions between them, and I think Groose, I, I, I liked how they did that, because he does he get kind of, like, redemption at the end a little bit with, with him helping out versus just being this, like, one-dimensional, pain-in-the-ass character that just kind of, like, pushes you around and stuff like that. Um, so I appreciated how they kind of used him and used all of them, really, in, in, this, in this game. Um, I th- one of the things I don't know why this popped into my head. One of the things I was thinking is this: this is kind of like the first game where they had a little bit of like RPG kind of upgradable elements, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like, yes. with, like the yes, the shop and yep. stuff, right? You mm-hmm. had to get certain parts of diff- certain mm-hmm. things.
0: Skyrim Lite, it's 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 yeah. upgrade yeah. light. Like it's not crazy complicated, but it's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, like they yeah. were toying with it. Obviously, they expand on this way Big more time, in Breath of yeah. the Wild, which is but half I, yeah. an RPG. But the groundwork yeah. was la- definitely laid here. Yeah.
2: yeah. Dan, you bring up a good point, though. This is, like, the most narrative-driven of the Zeldas. Mm-hmm. By far. Yeah. Like, I
1: would also say it's the best story of any of the Zeldas. Even Breath oh, of yeah. the Wild, I e- think this is the best storytelling in Zelda.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. 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 I yeah, I, well, there. I feel like Breath of the Wild, yeah, it was mostly about the exploration of all the things. Mm. And, and, like, they had a lot of Easter eggs for, like, hey, you know Zelda, here's a little thing about, you know, like, right. they had them throughout the entire <laughs> world. But some of the like... I don't know, they had, like, with Breath of the Wild, they had their own story, but I feel like it was when you decided to continue the story that was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Versus this was, like, this whole journey that you're on is because of the story. Right. If it's 50 Um,
1: hours in between, you know, you getting two different pictures in Breath of the Wild, you'll go forever without a cutscene. Yeah, the,
0: the story element was definitely optional at your leisure Mm -hmm. in breath of the wild which that you know that's that we'll save that for the breath of the wild podcast because that's a design of that game but this was all (laughs) built around the story
1: it's driving the story at all times Mm -hmm. sometimes to the detriment of exploration and
0: other things Mm -hmm. in fact i would say yes but the story is tight Um, i think there had been a criticism levied against the previous zeldas um and i would i would actually say wind waker um has a good story Um, it's not as cinematic Mm -hmm. like they really were trying to push the cinematics and i think they were trying to compete with the modern Mm -hmm. you know the really high-tech consoles um i'm trying to think of an rpg that may have come out before skyward sword that spurned them to do this but i feel that was a criticism levied at you know ocarina and majora and da 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 like it's not cinematic enough right Um, yeah when those games have cinematics they really do Mm -hmm. But, the, but Skyward Swords are just better. They're way better. Especially watching the Zelda concert, mm-hmm. you know, where they only show yeah. the highlights of the game. The cinematics in Skyward Sword are just better. Yeah. 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 Um, not better. Not better is, is a character we need to talk about is Fee. <laughs> Who fee. Fee. I think it is fee? It's not fine. It's everybody I don't know. Everybody loves Fee. Everybody I loves like Fee. I like the idea this. of a Fee. I really liked the idea of Fee so much. But when she Hey, let no, I'll he, take Fee <laughs> way before Navi any day of the week. That's fair.
3: That's fair. <laughs> well, sure.
1: There is 99.7% chance that I would rather hang out with Fee. It's that she was always doing percentages about like your odds of survival or 98.21 like I'm like all mm-hmm. right.
0: Yeah. It, it's tough, though, because Fee follows in the footsteps of not only Midna, uh-huh. um, but also um, the King of Red Lions Who from, from Wind yeah. Waker. Oh, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you expect like this progression of this side mm-hmm. character. So I was really excited for Fee. Like cool it's the essence she, of the she sword. She is the master sword. Yeah. And
1: did, did you all catch? She, is, she makes a brief cameo in Breath of the Wild. What? No. Oh, yeah, there is a there is a it's when you get the Master Sword, and I don't even think it's when you do. It's when Zelda. It's the cutscene where Zelda is with the Deku Tree and mm-hmm. the Master Sword, and Link has already been incapacitated in his or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sword. She hears something from the sword, and it's the same vocal effect that when Fee talks. That kind of in like Skyward Sword. Yeah, it's a little little computery kind of that. Yeah, Plays Aww. as is, so it is Fee talking
3: to him. Oh, that's cool. What? That's, so, that's cool. Yeah. Now I'm gonna go replay. Red there you go. It's cool. That's, I, yeah. that's that out gonna, to me. I'm gonna get, get, to get back do, into that's it that's, that's they really so like that's I mean that for me like there was a few things that kind of annoyed me about this game and they, the how the Fee was one of them whereas the sword was a little I mean annoying but it wasn't as bad as like. Uh, uh Navi. Navi, mm-hmm. yeah, Navi. And but um that and like the every time you find an item it announces it. Thing. Oh yeah. Uh in in the uh, speaking in two D Zelda games, at least from the Link's Awakening, like you found something, you found something in and like a rupee and just once in your thing. But like this game was especially I noticed like Every time you picked up anything, it was like, "Hey, look at this thing that you have."
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, which they
3: fixed in obviously uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, but it's fun. It was
2: like the uh, the Star Fox game that came out after. Adventures. uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's funny. I never
1: noticed this because there's a workaround for on in Skyward Sword. They only will do it if you have restarted the game. I left because it was the only game I was playing on Wii at the time I was playing it. I just never turned it off. Oh my God. (laughs) I just would always stop and like get out of it and go away. So my gameplay was like a million hours long. I just never turned it off um i was like living at home at my parents house and like this was in my room and just there was nothing else i was doing with this tv it was just the i would turn it on to play zelda and then turn it off and i never got these mm-hmm. i never people would mention it and i was like what are you talking about and then finally i restarted and i'm all like oh you're explaining what an acorn is again shit like <laughs> i
0: i'm more i'm more uh forgiving of navi mm-hmm. uh I mean, she's annoying, don't get me wrong, but I'm more yeah. forgiving because that's the first time they'd ever done that. Right. This was the f- yeah. right. fifth
4: Fourth? side
0: fifth? character. Uh, yeah. yeah, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, yeah, this is this was the fifth yeah. time they had done this. And I think some elements yeah. of her are cool, and when she says goodbye at the end, and kind of like, you know, she's basically Data mm-hmm. um, from Star yeah. Trek, and she kind of like feels yeah. emotion yeah. Yeah, for the first moments, time. these
1: times that I spent you know, with you are, are, yeah. are. What
0: I think we would call memories, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, aw, now I like you. It took me 46 hours, but <laughs> no, I
2: like you. But it you. took her. It it took her being incredibly annoying for the entire time you're playing, mm-hmm.
0: for them for that one moment to mm-hmm. work. She also represents to me like a, a a a gameplay mechanic I didn't like in the game, which was the dowsing system. Yeah, where you work. where mm-hmm. you just point the remote at the screen and just hunt for the thing you need to find. Mm-hmm. You know, and for some reason that's right. tied to her to even though like that right. gameplay element doesn't necessarily need to be tied to that character. Like it's in my mind is linked. And I'm like, Oh, that dowsing witch. I, know, I yeah. can't deal with her. And I
1: think they thought Ugh. you were using that more than you were. Cause you could douse for other things. And I only doused when the game told me now it is time you must douse for something. Find
0: the thing. And it's similar
1: right. to breath of the wild. I guess you could have it where something other than shrines like, mm-hmm. but alerts you, but I never yeah. did that. So I, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I think they thought, oh, you can look for, you know, hearts or anything the way you, I'm like, no, I mm-hmm. just do what you tell me to do. Otherwise, I don't yeah, want Yeah, I to.
3: can't, I can't think that I used it for more than whatever. It was like, hey, okay. I don't think I was like, oh, I'm low on hearts. I need to douse for yeah. hearts. Um, I just kill somebody and hopefully the hearts will pop up. That's, that's was my. Yeah.
0: We need to talk about two more characters here in this character bit real quick. Um Gearham, uh you know, your antagonist. Not you're not the main villain, but, but but basically, like you know, yeah. the the really powerful servant to the mm-hmm. real guy. Um what do you all think of Gearham? Love him. You love him.
1: Love him. I thought he was so great. Uh Zelda has struggled when it comes to villains who are not Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I think I've. I mentioned on Twilight Princess. Didn't care. Didn't care much for Zant. Didn't mm-hmm. think he worked. Um, and I, it almost feels like they didn't think he worked any either because mm-hmm. they were like, "Never mind, Ganondorf's the main bad guy. Zant's gone." Like. Mm-hmm. This was this was a completely different take on a villain. Demise is more in the Gandorf mold, but mm-hmm. him is so weird and different. His kind of effeminate mannerisms, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word, yeah. was just, it was also not what I was expecting from a Zelda villain. Uh, and the way he kind of, like, slowly gets, like, he starts very prim and proper in clothes, and then he gets, like, more manic and psychotic, and his skin turns black, and his eyes turn weird, like... Through the course of your different interactions, as he's kind of like losing his grip on, mm-hmm. and as demise takes more control of him, I thought that was all great. I really like him, and I love the gameplay with him too. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was the, a good. I know a lot of people don't like him, oh, that but was I a, actually. That was a-
0: Big sigh from
1: Dan. I thought over he, there. it was refreshingly different. <laughs> refreshingly different. Dan,
0: hot take. What's your hot take? I did,
3: well, I just I, I mean I, like I said I played a lot of the Zelda games coming up for this one, and he seemed I mean he was a cool character in, in himself, but as far as like a formula was set, he was kind of like the the guy that was trying to bring Ganon back to life. Mm-hmm. Like they the, like they kind of did that a couple times throughout the games, like Zant and There's and, one and, in uh, A Link to
1: the Past, right? There's an right, ag- yeah, Magnum, there's yeah. yeah. And it's oh, agony. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah it's, it's, and so for me, I was like, okay, this is cool, and they're fighting him, but I know that, like, if they try to do a twist down the end, like, you know, all, like in my mind, it was like I'm facing this guy. He's the bad guy now, but, like, in the end of this game, I'm going to be placing facing some sort of Ganon. Well, at, in my mind, it was Ganon that I was going to be facing. It wasn't Proto like yeah. an nice thing. But, yeah. but, uh yeah. Um yeah I don't know like i mean he he seemed cool, but that was my general consensus about him was that he was just kind of like the 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 apprentice or whatever yeah i mean would, uh,
2: I agree with both both of you guys one the point about uh that Christian was making about him uh pointedly being uh like the guy before the big guy uh, this he wasn't a fake out like bant was, or Gant was and and others. He was noted. He says, "Yeah, I'm the assistant." Yeah, he was above board on of that. It was like, like yeah. I, I'm, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to be up front. I'm I'm I, I'm not the guy, <laughs> but I'm going to be a pain in your ass." Uh, I also felt like Dan. I was like, "Okay, this guy's not for real. He's not going to be a big threat. I'm going to am going to kick his ass one way or another, and then you know get onto the bigger bigger dude." So I remember playing this and being like, kind of exhausted mm. with near him, mm-hmm. even though from a character design point, standpoint, he's lovely. Like he did probably as good as you can get with that role when
0: you make that role. Mm-hmm. He, like, yeah, he he feels like he's the most Japanese villain they've mm-hmm. designed in a long time. Like he's just so, oh, that's a really good he's point. so yeah, kind of right, out yep. there. He kind of reminds me of Kefka a little bit from Final Fantasy VI. Like he's this yeah. kind of clownish character. Yeah. You know, menacing clown. It's almost basically. got a
1: Frieza vibe, too, in his, in his, like, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. mannerisms. I, I see the Frieza vibe. Yeah.
0: And then, like, I mean, in his first cutscene, like, he appears right behind Link and he, like, mm. does, like, this demon tongue thing. Yeah. And Link's like, ah, like, dude. Oh, creepy, yeah. man. Creepy. Like, I remember that cutscene. That, you know, there's a reason that's the first cutscene with him. That really stuck with me. Mm. I was like, oh, this dude's, this dude's, this dude's got a few screws loose. And what I really loved is he's, he's demises Fee. Mm-hmm. he's a sword yeah he's yes, a, he's literally sure. a weapon i thought that was a cool yeah. twist um
2: well he gets turned into it i don't know if he
1: i thought, oh, he I was... thought the implication thought... was that was what he had always been and mm-hmm. we that's what we didn't get that was the twist on it yeah the surprise was he's oh, a sword he's a sword like how he can turn into a you know moving around mm-hmm.
0: person um which is so oh, interesting interesting because he's so much more an interesting sword sure
1: yeah <laughs> Ganondorf would have a more interesting or sorry demise.
0: I really
2: liked his uh, the design around his character, like uh, specifically the diamond aspects mm-hmm. that were like every time he teleported, he had these like cool diamonds that appeared around him, mm-hmm. as in like flickering around and he, as if he made them uh, in order to teleport. And like all of his attacks, or like guarded energy things, were diamonds.
0: I was like, that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like even like the way he casts spells, where he's like doing these kind of like funny yeah. dances and stuff, and like ooh, you know, um, yeah, he's it's so interesting. I, I agree with I agree with all of that you all have said. I you do spend a lot of time with Garrowham. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't get demise till the last the of battle, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think yeah. I think you're right, Christian. Like demise is basically Ganondorf, right. basically. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's a demon. He's really got flaming red hair. Yeah,
1: red hair, dark skin, yeah. beautiful yeah. hair, cool armor. You know, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I would still spend more time with Gear him than the imprisoned. Yeah,
3: I
1: like the imprison. It's uh, such a Miyazaki really? monster. it's like there's no personality there. And yes, you do that same uh, sealed that ground thing. Like a little lot. Toesy but he looked cool. He looked like nothing you had ever seen in a Zelda game before. Mm-hmm. It was very much like a. It, it felt like a Miyazaki character. Like no, it felt yeah, I, it was. It was cool, and it was. You know, yeah. it, you know, I
2: mean, it's. I, I like the character design. I thought they just wasted it with yeah, all the probably. battles, the repetitive battles yeah. that they did. And, and like the way you hurt him or, or get him to be hurt is you whack his toes. Whack his toes.
1: But there was something so satisfying in <laughs> really? destroying Reminds each of, of those of toes. Reminds me of
0: Donkey Kong <laughs> it, What was creepy is his toes were like balloons, so they, they would like explode, and, and it was like, you Ew. get them all, and
1: you're like, why yeah. isn't he? Oh, there's one in the back. There's one then in the back. Go.
0: There's one in the back. Uh, um, let's drift out of characters to a couple of different things. It back to something you said, Christian. We talked a lot about characters. You, you said you said you felt um, Skyward Sword spent a lot of time on characters and story, mm-hmm. possibly to the detriment of other right. things. Can you elaborate on yeah. that? Yeah, so
1: it seemed because they had uh, established this, you know, poor a Zelda game, very in depth, intricate story, um, they didn't want you screwing around. Like, they didn't want you not getting all the story when they wanted you to get it. So The hallmark of Zelda, I think, to many people's minds, the most important aspect of Zelda is exploration. Um, And there is not much to explore in this game. Um,
0: Do you think that's the most important aspect of Zelda exploration? I would
1: say, I mean, you can't just have that, but I would say that is what, I think that's its bread and butter. That was its calling card all Mm. these years, um, what made it different from a lot of other things. And, you know, once things started to catch up and maybe even surpassed it, then they jump ahead with Breath of the Wild and take exploration to a whole new idea. So exploration, I think, has always been... A lot of games have cool combat. A lot of games Mm -hmm. have dungeons. I mean, any Mm -hmm. dungeon crawler has cool things like that. But it's the idea of finding these things, finding your own path, all these little hidden secrets has always been what I enjoyed the most. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was just... It it felt so hollow. The -hmm. world felt so empty. First of all, it's three different... On the surface, it's three different um you know regions you you have the woods the desert and the, the volcano mm-hmm. you can't even get to them from each other you have to go mm-hmm. back into the sky it's not a real world mm-hmm. and the sky is empty i mean there's little little islands that have nothing almost nothing there to land on but you can fly around for hours and not find anything it's just it's so different than you know hyrule field teeming with Side quests and things to explore and little you know oddities and fun characters. There was just mm-hmm. none of that. Skyloft was a cool city to explore. Beyond that, there was yeah. nothing, and that sucked. Was, yeah, you're yeah. right.
2: Skyloft was pretty much like the world map, and it, mm-hmm. it, it is interesting thinking about it in retrospect about them just making it really devoid
0: of places to go to. It also just didn't make sense. It was like, oh, here's an island with just one treasure chest floating on it. Yeah. For some reason, which they they do a lot more legwork in other Zeldas to kind of make things make yeah. sense, even though it's a fantasy world. But that is just like, why is, there so, why is this island with a pond got a treasure in the pond? Yeah. <laughs> that seems really weird. Um,
3: yeah, damn. What were you gonna say? I was thinking, cause, well, so one of the, one of my favorite things about Zelda games, and that, and it kind of stems a little bit again from Link's Awakening, because that was my introduction, was like the side quests kind of like fetch things that you know, like uh, in Link's Awakening, you have a item that you have to give to somebody, and then he gives, he tells you to go somewhere else, and you end up doing these different places and uh, different people, and you get like something in return. There was a little bit of that in um, Skyward Sword. So I I I see a lot of similarity between Skyward Sword and and Wind Waker, in that you have so in in this case Wind Waker is the ocean, um, mm-hmm. which if you see a glowing spot in the ocean, you can go fish and maybe get a chest full of something, whatever it is. Um, Skyward Sword and, I, and it's again I didn't get a chance to play it before this podcast, but I remember liking part of the something that you did on the on the on the the ground level where it would unlock a treasure chest somewhere in the sky and then mm-hmm. you would have yeah. to fly to whatever these islands to do so i kind of i liked finding those and seeing you know was a 1000 rupees or a rupee expa- uh, wallet expansion or whatever mm-hmm. it is i liked that kind of uh, fetch kind of stuff um, so i i think that i i agree that i think it was maybe as um I don't know shallow or whatever, as the original Wind Waker was in between islands where you're going between islands versus the sky going in between like the set pieces on the on the ground or whatever. Um, I that's I I remember liking having to go. Oh, okay, now I have to go because I kind of was like hooked on trying to unlock whatever those additional treasure chests in the sky were to go mm-hmm. to go find. Part of part of Skyward Swords um world design
0: reminds me of metroid prime 3 corruption Mm -hmm. Um, you know you've got three regions you've got mainly three planets in corruption but i think the big difference is um the reason it didn't bother me in in metroid prime which is a series built on interconnected exploration Mm -hmm. you know so prime 3 was a very different divergence from that um and granted each world was big but you know they were not connected but in in metroid prime 3 you know when you want to go to Brio or, you know, Sky Town, you just hop in your ship and you go there and it's a cutscene. Right. But in Zelda, you have to go to the sky, you have to call your bird, you have to fly over to the next. Only the other, the, you can only enter from one spot. Mm-hmm. So you have to fly over there and then yeah. drop down. Like it really slows it down to right. transition between areas. And then
1: even intellectually, like I get the fact that if you're on one planet and need to go to a different planet, of course you need to first go into space on your spaceship and then yeah. land another planet. This is all one country. Right. Like yeah. I, in every other game, I'm able to go from the desert to the forest to the fire just by traversing going north.
3: And, but in this like, time it's blocked to, uh, off. And why? A green of time you could do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean We're pretty close to each Majora's other.
1: Majora's mask has its different things on the sides and then, you know, there's yeah, Clock down in the middle, but you could still go around. Even, you know, Wind Waker, it's you're still getting in a boat. I understand they're masking cutscenes in the same mm-hmm. thing, but it's still you feel like you're traveling in one place. This is very much like these three dimensions that have no connection to whatever. Yeah,
0: and what's really weird is all the games you just mentioned, and even Breath of the Wild, you can teleport or fast travel to certain areas. Mm-hmm. You know, like in, in Ocarina, you can teleport to the different dungeons, mm-hmm. which brings you to different areas. Like, they all have that ability, but for some reason in Skyward Sword, they took it out. Mm-hmm. You can't teleport to other areas. I don't know if it was like a loading problem or what, I between world. It, it just made no sense to me. Um, and it really, I feel, slows the game Even down in a Twilight way that it Princess doesn't. you could too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Majora's Mask. Yeah, like, each game you can, because they're big 3D Zelda games, you have to be able to do that. Right, no,
3: that's one thing I know definitely, I remember, like, hating about it, is that you can't just, well, why can't I just go over here? Like, why would just go in the next area? Instead of having to go up, and then going down, and then, you know, it was kind of a... A little annoying, I, uh, yeah.
2: On that, I think it was moment. one of the one of the two big things that they were like cool for cool's sake, uh, and and just make you do this thing that they think is going to be um, uh, entertaining. Uh, for and I think that bleeds into some of their choices on the motion controls uh, as well. Of like they don't give you options to switch over to analog, uh, whereas it probably would have been better in some instances, not the sword play, but like swimming. Probably didn't need Mm -hmm. to be able to use your Wii plus motion plus thing for that. But they.
1: And um, I thought flying And flying was difficult too. I remember there's a test you need to do at the beginning to make sure you can do it. Move the remote,
3: right? Or something. Yeah, I failed
1: so much. I had to keep doing it over and over because I just didn't. It's very early on in the game and I don't get the process of it yet. And so I just. It was exhausting where if I could just use an analog stick like normal, that would have been fine.
0: Yeah. Um. I would and I would also say like you know you have these three regions only one of which is actually really interesting the desert yeah. the this desert still, yeah um, you know the other two we've seen before and we have seen deserts before too mm-hmm. but but, but the Desert matter. the yeah. time stones the mining, and the te- that, yeah that was my favorite that, part of the game that was yeah. so. So cool. Um, I will
1: say that one moment, the, the woods finally gets interesting when they flood it at the end. And mm-hmm. then suddenly you can float around everything. That was kind of <laughs> cool. The fireplace. And first of all, I never want to see those magmas again as long as I live. I hate those guys. The were In dungeons Crabble. who are like, hey, yeah, hey what's going on over here? Like, <laughs> it's just it. who are like, why Disney. are all the, why are all the. The they have the same races in all games pretty much, and they're like the Zoras are gone, and the 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 Gorons are still there, but like here's a bunch of you know races that they completely start over, and then I guess I guess they're all extinct in the later games. Like what is this? It's
0: weird. You know what's funny? The one race that doesn't appear in Breath of the Wild, the Magmas. You never see Magmas no, in Breath of see the any Wild. Magmas no, because they realize no, these the guys background. are garbage. We're not.
1: They're done. <laughs> I think they went extinct shortly after the events of Skyward Sword, because that's the first game chronologically, and then yeah. yeah, so then we don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh,
2: that was a cool thing uh, I liked about the story, since we were touching on that before, just how this is a giant origin story for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was really cool and and worth it to put in a whole game like the origin yeah. of, you know, all, th- where this all all. Like, every Zelda, every Link, every Ganondorf. They're just reverberations of this first instance. Um, but we also get to see the first, you know, why Link wears a green tunic. Yep. Um, the origin w- of the Master Sword.
1: Yeah, and they they pay off. Uh, we meet Kaipora Gaibora as an owl in o- Ocarina of Time. It's established he was once... A human of mm-hmm. some kind, but we don't know what the deal is. We just see him as an owl. We meet we meet him as a human. We mm-hmm. meet his original form. That is that guy who somehow gets, later on, will be transformed into an owl.
0: Also um, a very old owl. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's millions of years old. He's watched his daughter. That's why and he's so wise. All generations die. When he, when he gets to
2: Ocarina of Time. That's why he's so wise.
3: Yeah. Well I mean he's also in I'm, I am mm-hmm. I assume he's in Link's Awakening. Yeah, he's in it. Because uh, yeah. there's an owl that tells you stuff to do yeah. Yeah. in that game too. Mm-hmm.
0: Um Yeah, and, and like I know we've been talking about the world of Skyward Sword. Um I feel the game itself self has some weird pacing stuff. You know, like I know Twilight Princess gets gets bashed a lot for um hunting for the tears. Mm-hmm. Um I actually really liked in Skyward Sword hunting for the little balls of... What is it? Your In the silent realm? In the silent realm. I love that. Yeah, I actually really... I thought that was a cool... Like yeah. the silent realm. I thought that was a cool... Just a neat thing. It,
1: it, every time, like, if there's an anxiety, and that's the difference. Mm. Like, when you're as a wolf and you're kind of hunting around, it's just boring and dull. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is like... If anybody sees you, you're screwed. So you're sneaking around. It's this macabre twist mm-hmm. of places you know. And it's creepy as hell. Like, when one notices you, like, their faces look weird and they make a loud noise and then they're all... Until so like, every time I, yeah. like, made it, I got, like, most of them without any of them seeing me. And then I get the last two running for my life because somebody has found yeah. me. That was such a cool well, part.
3: That's another thing that kind of briefly I wanted to... Because, like, this game, as far as gameplay-wise... Uh, was the first time that we saw, like, sprinting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, using yeah. the sprint meter, and I thought that was really cool. Like, that was one of my favorite parts, was that you? Could, if you wanted to get to one place to another, you could run. You get tired. Uh, yeah. I liked how they improved upon it in Breath of the Wild, where you can, uh, you know, right, uh, add on to that so you can run longer, but I thought that was uh, cool. I feel, somebody, I feel somebody, you know, at the
0: Zelda team was like, hey, you remember that silent zone that, like, scared the crap out of everyone. What if that could happen to you any time with these guardian monsters? (laughs) And I feel like maybe that led to the horror of the guardians in Breath of the Wild. Oh, for sure. You know, like any time that piano kicks in and that light appears and it's like, no! Um, Yeah. Um, I said a good thing about Skyward Sword, and I was actually trying to make a bad point. (laughs) Um, I feel the game has a weird pace to it even narratively. Cause there's like instances where it's like, I'm on this quest. Oh, but I have to go repair this thing with this robot I for some reason. Or, or scrapper? it's like, you know, yeah. Scrapper. Or it's like, you know, I'm the hero. I'm doing all this stuff. Ah, but I'm a dragon and I don't believe you're a hero, even <laughs> though we've met before and you saved my life. So go hunt down these tadpoles. Like there's yeah, a lot of weird, incongruous elements. Yeah. Um, and that happens throughout the whole game, even as like you're building to the finish. Um, and it just felt weird. It was. I, I, it's like they added padding to a game that did not need. It padding. did feel
1: that way. I mean, and I probably my final. I, I. It probably took me. I. I. I probably played that game as long as it took me to play. You know, any game. I mean, there. That is a long game for as little as there seems like there is to do. It still takes a while. It's a long game. Um. And there were. It was. There were definitely. It probably. Took me about a year to finish mm-hmm. because I didn't play it religious- religiously. And like most Zelda games don't take me that long mm-hmm. to play because I didn't care enough to keep going. Like there were times I'd be like, I don't, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing this portion of it, I'm not interested anymore. I mean, there was that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I think it could have stood with as tight as the story was, it could have stood to be half as long. And you're just doing the most important parts. And if you, this is a game where you're not doing exploration, then don't even pretend like you're doing exploration. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just make this an interesting offshoot. That would have been fine. I think that's that's where they
2: probably wanted to put more time in the middle. There is to like replace the exploration that you're not going to be able to do. because um, normally you would get a you would get into a new area and you'd go around, you'd explore, you'd see all the things, and then. Like, then get on with the story, or, you Mm -hmm. know, half and half. Uh, Whereas this one, you're like, you're just going for the story the whole time. So they kind of had to put deviations, I guess, in there to keep the same, what they thought was the right pace.
0: I, I remember when they were talking about Skyward Sword and, like, talking about how they only had three areas, obviously, like, that came up, you know, in development. And people were like, there's only these areas? Like, what's going on? And I remember they were talking about, the development team was mentioning, like, Well, we're kind of taking a little bit of Metroid approach with this, Mm -hmm. where there's limited areas, but you go back to them multiple times and find new things. And for some reason, that works really well in Metroid, but it doesn't work nearly as well here. And I know I have a few Metroid fans on this podcast, and I'm kind of curious, like, why that might be? Like, why does Metroid and Zelda not work as well?
2: Well, what were That's the what were the unlocking areas in this one like? I don't remember specifically.
0: Like when you go into the forest, you know, you have to find an item to swing across a tree to get to the next area. Or like you go back and it's flooded, but oh, then you yeah. have to like search for tadpoles. I mean, it works the best in the desert yeah. with the time stones, but even like the volcano stuff, like... You go back to the volcano region multiple times, and every time you do, you find a little bit more to explore. Yeah, like there was
1: like a spring later on that you get to. Yeah, or the volcano has erupted, you know,
0: like it's changed a little bit. Um, But I don't know. It just works better in Metroid. It does. And and I don't know why.
1: And it's hard to argue. I think because Metroid is so – it's so – I mean, there's an expectation there. We know – we're going this is what we're supposed to be doing there's a closedness in most metroid games it's tighter quarters and so you're just finding little alcoves and ways that you couldn't get to before whereas you walk into this space and you you're in a wide open skies are around you you should you feel like you should be able to go anywhere and then it's it feels more artificial that it's all like, oh, there's another place that there was no way you could have possibly discovered. Mm -hmm. Whereas the others feel very much like, oh, Metroid's like, oh, I could get up there if I could jump a little bit higher, but I can't right now, but I bet I can come back. Like there's Mm -hmm. that, you can see the, there's a, a, an engineering of why you can't get to things and what's going on. And, Um, Then you you can see it and understand, ah, later, I'll be back later once I get this or that, or, oh, that's a purple door Uh, when I get a purple laser. I
2: I felt like it was just forced in the fact that they're like, uh, you have these areas, but you can't get to them until later, and we'll just unlock them when the story tells us to. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Metroid, every area that you get to that you can't yet is because you haven't gotten a power-up yet. You haven't gotten good enough. Mm -hmm.
3: And so... So it's kind of kind of like Metroid. Uh, what was that uh, other M where <laughs> you don't get to use your yeah. things until they tell it's you? It's not, you not you're not authorized. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Like it, every I was excited to go back because that means I w- I had a new power up. I had mm-hmm. something that made me not just access one little area, but a bunch of different stuff. Uh, because either I've got super missiles now, or I've got screw jump. And I don't know, I think Metroid does it because it's so pervasive, whereas in Skyward Sword, it just felt like a little extra thing that they wanted to try out rather than a main part of the game.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I try to think, like, that same, that's a good question that you brought up, Chris, because, like, you know, if they're doing a similar thing to Metroid, why is it fine with, with Metroid, but not... Metroid, Metroid. Zelda.
0: I feel like it's it's... Uh, exploration is tied to its isolation. Yeah. But you're not really isolated in Skyward Sword. It's actually really trying to push a really strong narrative. Mm-hmm. I'll be curious yeah. if they could make a Metroid game that pushes a very strong narrative. Other mm-hmm. um, M. Im- obviously did not do that very well yeah, at I all. But I think there are
1: portions yeah. of Metroid Prime trilogy that do have a good narrative. But good it's
0: name. like Breath of the Wild. Like, you you can get the story by scanning right. things, or you can skip out on that's it. True. You know, yeah. like, Breath of the Wild, that's I sure. think, yeah. shows parts of Metroid off better than Skyward Sword does. Yeah. To I a think,
1: I think what helps uh, what would help a Metroid and, I mean, this is Metroid, so I understand we're not that's not what this podcast is, but I think it hurt <laughs> it. Other M um, I think the Western sensibility of retro uh in the prime trilogy helped a lot because i think samus didn't feel like samus she felt like a team ninja character and their female Mm. characters are not particularly strong Mm. Uh, and they put shades Mm. of that into samus and she became a much weaker character so i think having maybe a more western sensibility maybe with women writers and um coming up with a story might help tell a better story about samus but uh that's my only thought of well, why, how Metroid can improve
0: that. Now I never have to do that other M podcast. We just chatted about <laughs> no it. So. Yep, that was it. Just <laughs> um, that part out. So let's see here. We're over the hour mark. So we've got to slowly start wrapping this up here. Um, I kind of want to just throw out, you know, just some fun questions of, you know, we've kind of already mentioned like favorite areas. Are there any specific dungeons? I, mean, I feel we can't talk about Zelda without. And sure. this is the last Zelda where we get proper dungeons And this to is a some degree. of the best
1: dungeons. Um, I think, think so? I think these are up there. I don't, I'm not going to say it's the best, but it's better than Wind Waker's Dungeon, certainly. Better than Twilight Princess probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's up there. Um, the sand ship is so cool. The pirate ship where mm. you're jumping back and forth between the, the two different time periods mm-hmm. I think is yeah. very cool. Um, Lynabeau mining facility has a little of that as well, but it's really on display in the sand chip. Just the idea that you—it's sand, and then you change it, and suddenly you're on water. I mean, mm-hmm. it's—and that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the Skyview Temple and the Beetle, um, oh, and the way that God. helps in all the dungeons. The Beetle is the best item introduced in this game.
3: Yep. Um, th- the worst item in Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um so that was cool um being able to explore that way. I mean gosh, the ancient cistern with Coloctos mm-hmm. was oh, so cool. Oh my god, yeah. There's a lot of really good dungeons in this game.
0: I forgot yeah, about that see. last dungeon. Um the very final dungeon where it's like nine rooms that you yeah, have to sky move keep around. Skykeep. Yeah. Um that was one of the most I feel that dungeon is almost like the Breath of the Wild dungeons where it's you have to manipulate the the dungeon is sure. the puzzle, Yeah, you know. Um i think that's like kind of the birthplace of that almost mm-hmm. to and a it's, degree it's
1: got that kind of hyrule castle aspect of there's mm-hmm. there's shades of all the different dungeons you've been to before um yeah that one's a good one too um even though i generally don't love the fiery mm-hmm. uh, lava-y there's dungeons. there's two of them and in there's this. two in there's this one two. there's fire keep and the earth temple earth which temple. is a fire dungeon yeah which is confusing um, but that was still kind of cool. There's that cool like bowling ball enemy that's like a lava rock, and then you keep chipping away at them. There's mm-hmm. cool bosses in this. It's it's really, I mean, there's not a weak, there's not one dungeon that sucks. And most games have one dungeon that sucks.
3: There, one of my favorite like mechanics about this game, which I kind of like for some reason was wired in my brain when I was playing Breath of the Wild, was the... When you're in like the Earth Temple or another fire dungeon, when you shoot an ice arrow into the f- lava, it turns into a platform that you can jump on. Yeah. But that wasn't the case in like <laughs> Breath of the Wild. But I really like that kind of idea where you can kind of use ag- a gameplay element where you can shoot. But yeah, I'd have to say the mining facility or like the time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like for a Wii game, that was uh, that was pretty advanced mm-hmm. the way that they did that with the time, the different times mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, That's probably my favorite level of the game. Yeah, that was really
1: cool. And that you've obviously you've gone, you've jumped back and forth through time in Zelda games a lot, but this idea of. You know, almost like a time gun that you're shooting out, where port, like you hit some of it, and like some of that wall is future and some of it is past, and you move that around to get the port portion you need to be past, and then the other part becomes because you only have a small window of future you're creating. Mm -hmm.
0: Really cool. Yeah, that I love those freaking time stones. It's such a, it just had never seen that before, and it was so, it was just so cool. Again, it kind of felt a little Miyazaki, but I love Mm -hmm. that. Uh, I've never, don't not like that, <laughs> <laughs> um Jeremy, did you say your favorite dungeon uh, I don't it's been a long
2: time since I've played this, so I don't okay, uh, other than the uh the review the quick review I did uh and looking at the uh i mean what's already been talked about is the time stones and that that dungeon, I thought was really cool um I, and looking back, I was kind of wondering to myself, why like, why didn't they put that in the other dungeons? Mm-hmm. Would that have improved them, uh, well, or I what guess, was the f- I guess I what didn't, was the original
0: the story reason why there were time stones? The, I don't. The remember. time stones were were mined from the desert region, mm. um, so I think that's kind of their narrative reason for keeping them in that area.
1: Yeah. But it, it's just to kind of demonstrate that, like, oh, this is even though this is the first game yeah. in the Zelda. There was a there was a modern technological mm-hmm. place in the past, and it was just kind of establishing that truism. Yeah, uh, but I don't think there was any reason other than it's cool that they really had him in there.
0: Yeah, I can see them not wanting. Oh,
1: well, actually, now
2: now thinking about it, like, oh, okay, now and it, it's setting up for you know time displacement later. Like you have time gates. Mm-hmm. This is this is a, a part of the world mm-hmm. because. I guess there are time stones in the, in the ground. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And even breath of the wild. That is one thing it, it keeps is that there's a past that existed that Zelda and, you know, the guardians dug up these ancient technologies. It's the, it seems to now two games in a row, we have this establishment that like, this is an, a. Zelda is a post-apocalyptic world, like there mm-hmm. was a past modern technology place, and now the Zelda of today is has gone into a more of a medieval time, and mm-hmm. thousands of years later, so something happened that destroyed, and that now seems to be part of Zelda lore.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, this is also one of the few Zelda games where the final dungeon is not connected to the final boss, because... Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, th- I think again, this is a kind of a narrative misstep. Is you know, you do the Sky Keep, you get the Triforce, mm-hmm. and you use it to banish demise once and for all, um, and then Gear him captures Zelda, takes her to the past to resurrect its master, and you have to fight through so many Moblins. You do. You just running down, running down, running down to the center of that damn circle, and it's. Yeah. And it's just a slog. I had so much, like, potions uh, yeah. like, in my thing, because it was just And it's way. it's not, like, you're so just over those enemies at mm-hmm. that point, you know? That's like, just let me fight Garaham. Yeah, I just feel like it's Hyrule
1: Warriors, like, suddenly. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah
0: that, I want, yeah. Hyrule Warriors is really better feels, in that second. It though. is,
1: yeah, because it's designed, to, and it takes, you can you can kill <laughs> seven in a brief vanished yeah. uh, thing of your sword, so... But that does feel like that was the, that is, I almost wonder if that gave them the idea. They're like, oh, this is like those, you know what? We could do a whole game like that.
0: We'll do a Zelda Musou game. (laughs) Um, I would be remiss if we didn't mention the score, because this is the first Zelda with orchestrated Mm -hmm. music. And Zelda's always had good music. I mean, you know, it's been around a long time um, in various forms, but this, you know, Nintendo was like, alright, here's a budget. Go, Koji Kondo, go record with you know, the Tokyo Philharmonic Orchestra or whoever they recorded with. And there's a ton of music in this game. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of music. Like, you know, uh, the one you probably hear the most is, uh, I almost said Skytown, uh, Skyloft. 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 Like you hear that all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, fees theme. Uh, I don't, you don't hear Ganon's theme, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but each dungeon has a very strong musical theme associated with it. And, I didn't know if any of you had a, a some of this music actually, I, I noticed this playing Breath of the Wild actually, the, the music for um, uh, Death Mountain, like the town, uh, uh, what's the name, the Goron race, uh, their town is the same, is like kind of a rift on the uh, Eldin, Eldin region, the mountain mm-hmm. region here in, in Skyward Sword which is just like another little callback.
1: Yeah, those that's the the more and more that this game seems to be uh, Zelda as a franchise seems to be uh, leaning in towards connecting everything, tying mm-hmm. everything together, a uh, link between worlds. The fact you can go to that mm. person who plays the music from the different yeah. uh, games, um, little things. You 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 go by Lon Lon Ranch in mm. Breath of the Wild, and they play just a it. little bit yep. of the cowboy twang from the original. Like that is cool that they've they've embraced this. They they they've made it more. They've connected these things. These games often have nothing to do with one another beyond mm-hmm. the broad strokes. And I think they're bringing things together more and embracing the interconnected narrative mm-hmm. um, a lot more.
3: That's cool.
2: Or just leveraging people's nostalgia. Sure. Same different. thing. Yeah. Really, I guess. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, celebrating the history of the franchise. Oh, yeah. I mean, this Like you said, this was the 25th anniversary. And because of the or- orchestra, you know, honestly, in my mind, I can't think of specifically themes Same, yeah. from this game that jumps out to me but like I remember I mean because of this game and the, them announcing the orchestral and you got that CD series. you got the orchestra mm-hmm. CD with it too mm-hmm. exactly yeah so that's you know I thought that was uh, really cool and I'm glad that they're still doing I mean with Breath of the Wild and I, I don't know the Link Between Worlds have an orchestral I mean it was 3DS I think it so, did so. actually I think did it, it did yeah
0: I think it's orchestral oh. it's just it's coming out of the 3DS right. speakers so it's it's not as in, right? You know,
3: but like I, I, think that you know I thought that it was really cool that they did that and they put that commitment. And I, I don't know if it's still are they still doing the concert? Because like the I know the concert's on I've, a break. I've been to the concert. Tw- it's on a break. Okay, I was, I've been, on, I'm, I've been yeah. twice, and I'm sure that they'll. So good. Once *Link's Awakening* comes out, it will be a whole different. Like they'll add some music oh i hope they that. reorchestrate um,
0: that and give it just a full I, orchestra that
3: whole well that whole that whole game is about mm-hmm. music like link's awakening you're not you're finding yeah. the instruments in each level so like yeah i can't wait for that game to come, <laughs> we but can like, tell. i'm sure that they'll. <laughs> I, i'm sure that they'll um uh maybe bring it back but i thought that was such a cool idea and going to the concert for the first time uh, I lived in Buffalo, so uh, so like uh, closest to me was was Toronto. So I went in Toronto, and just hearing all that music was amazing to hear it live. But also that was I don't know two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. So like for me there was like everybody there had a three DS and the Street Pass oh, was right. a thing. So like it was oh everybody was man. like yeah, it, it was amazing. Um, so I really you know th- I remember that about it. But that being said. You know, I can't remember. Like there are themes that stick in my head, and I don't know. There's anything from Same, Skyward I'm Sword that's like, like, oh, I remember that. I mean, the mm. the main theme um, of the game is Zelda's theme reverse.
0: Reverse. I remember which,
1: that, but I forget what it sounds like.
0: I'm not gonna Get hum right? it because okay. it's gonna <laughs> bas- it's gonna destroy it. But uh, it sounds like this. Magic of <laughs> editing. Wow, um, that, like that. that really. Oh that really yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, no, the 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 score is really great. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's so good. It's. I'm going give it a listen again. Give it a listen. I I I want to give a shout out to the kalakdos battle. Uh-huh. Um, because it has this like, I mean that battle is, is just such a cool boss battle. But the music backing it up is so bombastic and and epic that it just takes that battle, which is already an 8, and pushes it into a 10. Yeah. So anyway, uh, again, we need to wrap this up. I'm going to ask two questions that kind of take us out that I want everybody's opinion on real quick. Um, so, if they do a HD version of this game, which hopefully they will, mm-hmm. um, what would you like them to change about it? And kind of my bigger question: Would you ever? Would you recommend somebody play this Zelda, or is there another Zelda you would recommend first?
3: I mean, I would always recommend someone play the 2D games mm-hmm. if they haven't. Like, I mean, Link's Awakening is something obviously that I've been talking enough about. But like that game, but like also Cap. I would say if nobody has played them, I would say to try out the Capcom ver- games that they mm. made, like the Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, and even Minish Cap. They're very good games, um, 2D games. Um, so that's if that kind of those kind of get lost, I think when when you talk about. So like I, that's what I would suggest. I would. I would suggest someone play an HD version of mm-hmm. the game, and I would assume the HD version would have kind of similar improvements as the HD Wind Waker would. Would there be some sort of fast travel, and they kind of fix kind of, or maybe populate more of the, uh, you know, sky, or or make it easy to con- to connect to different areas on land instead of having to go back and forth. Um, so I would I would definitely suggest because there are some cool things that they do do in this game. Um, I think we've talked about this before. It's like if if someone's first game was Breath of the Wild do you try to tell them to go back to play oh, yeah. and, you know like and a so narrative man. Zelda game mm-hmm. it, it's um, tough
2: if you it depends on if you want someone to have the progression of yeah. a, a, or a similar progression to what we've experienced In, uh, and and yeah. if you do like I w- I would go for uh, Link to the Past uh, Link Between Worlds and then yeah. Breath of the Wild if it was like a limited set of games if they were
1: just playing one
2: Great. Go, Brother of the Wild. Yeah. Can't miss. Uh,
1: you know, for a long time, I was, you know, very diehard. Now you got to start with Ocarina, and you got to play these in order. It's I, so slow. Uh, yeah, and at this mm-hmm. point, I actually was trying to get my girlfriend into Zelda a little bit, and I had her play Ocarina on the 3DS. I thought, okay, this is an easier way to do this. She just couldn't. It was just... It's, uh, it's obtuse now. It's not how... It's the... Even yeah. the, the mechanics are... Archaic in such a way that at this point I say start with Breath of the Wild. If you love it, if you can't get enough of Zelda, then start looking back at the old mm-hmm. ones. But if you didn't, yeah. if you didn't grow up with these, if these don't, if these older games don't mean something to you, I don't know that you're going to get that much out of playing them again. I really don't. I don't know that that you know Though, some kid I now. I don't know
2: the the two D games. I think hold up better. Maybe. Mm. Like they just have tighter gameplay because they had reached the level of like how much you could do in a two D game at that time. Um, I I I also have this conundrum where a lot of people talk about you know playing old games, and if you're not nostalgic about it, if you didn't play it as a kid, you probably won't love it as much. Um, So I I usually just say yeah, play the newest one. Yeah,
1: as far as the two D goes though, I would say links. You know, a link between a link uh to the past of course mm-hmm. D- do not tell somebody who's only knows modern games to try to play the original legend of zelda cuz they will be confused oh, yeah. that the, the nes games really don't hold up if you don't it's have the nostalgia room yeah
0: it you know it, it, yeah in a post breath of the wild world it's hard to go back to the older 3d games mm. uh, and what i it's weird i'm playing through a lot of the playstation final fantasies right now like mm. i'm working through 7 and 9 and mm. I realize, like some of the 3D Zeldas, all the way back to Ocarina, um, have a JRPG pacing. Like they they start off slow, they take their time, mm-hmm. you know. And there's, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that. Like she it's, got to you hurt know. these
1: goats. Then we'll talk about you getting, <laughs> right. you
0: getting that. Stuff um, down. But <laughs> but. Um, Save that Twilight. <laughs> um, but but even like Ocarina takes a while to oh, get yeah? going. Um, Wind Waker, you know, like the uh, Skyward Sword. Um, and I yeah. don't think there's anything wrong with that. You just have to be aware of it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if you're somebody who doesn't, want to deal with that then you probably won't play Final Fantasy either Right. Uh.
1: <laughs> well, and it's funny you talk about the fact like it's hard to go back to the older 3D Zelda's after in a post Breath of the Wild world it's hard to I am playing Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time that game came out a month before Breath of the Wild but didn't have some of the same mm-hmm. it's a similar type of game Yeah. but I'm playing it now for the first time and it's there are you know there are things that I take for granted now uh, in Breath of the Wild that you can't do there's you, you climb in a mountain and eventually there's just an invisible wall you can't climb anymore there's just these things that I'm all like what? like yeah Um, And this
2: is just like uh, unfathomable to you after playing Breath of the Wild and just being able to climb everywhere.
1: That's a two-year-old game, and I I can't. It's like, oh, this sucks. Like Breath (laughs) of the Wild changed.
3: That was a game game. that I was actually interested in playing too. Yeah, it's still a good Zero Dawn's
1: a good game, but it's it feels like old Zelda. It's not Breath of the Wild. Hmm. Um, It's Uh, it looks prettier than any older three D Zelda, but beyond that, like it plays. It's not Breath of the Wild changed the game forever.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that on the Breath of the Wild podcast. Um, I really, I do, I I think because of the, like, I really softened on Skyward Sword on my, my second playthrough. Even after having played Breath of the Wild, you know, there were a lot of things I really appreciated about Skyward Sword. So I really hope they do an HD remake. Um, I think the, yeah. the, the gyro controls of the Switch are really perfect for this game. They are. You know, and, yeah. like, they could... If they could find, I don't think you can do Skyward Sword and not do motion controls. Right. Like that game is just built on it's those controls. Thing. But the you know we have the Joy Cons. They are you know a hundred times better than the mm-hmm. Wii Remote ever was. Um, so yeah. I, I th-
3: a little HD yeah. In there. Like
0: I think if they could find a way to to really exploit the sensitivity and just the genius of the Joy-Cons a little mm-hmm. bit more. I think a HD remake of Skyward Sword would be brilliant. And yeah. then like fix some of the fee pacing stuff.
1: Well, yeah cuz
3: yeah. Right. I yeah. remember yeah. when I they, and the announcement of every yes. item. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I'm they, sure they, that will go. That is a, uh, a <laughs> big complaint. I remember when Wii U... When they had Wind Waker and then Twilight Princess, I remember hearing talk about it. everyone. Everyone went, "Well, you can't do Skyward Sword because it wouldn't work on Wii U, and it wouldn't." And so we just figured, okay, maybe that one will never come. But then they built a console mm-hmm. that is perfect for. It was almost like they designed well, yeah. it for a Skyward I mean, Sword it remake.
3: Could have worked on Wii U. Wii U was used Wii controllers, so you oh, you're right. Used I guess the you Wii with the done remote that. plus, yeah. you, you know, like...
0: yeah, sure,
3: but but yeah, also nobody fair. was playing it. So like, Oh, you know, sick. We,
0: you
1: burn. Yeah.
2: Whoa. Oh yeah. I bought one. I was an early yeah, adopter. Me <laughs> I mean,
3: that I'm that me is too. the only you know, uh, console uh, I've
1: ever bought day one. And there was no reason to buy that day.
0: one. That's, that's fair. <laughs> um,
3: yeah. Oh, um, uh, I like to point out one real quick thing. And this is again, a link to the links awakening Ooh. throwback reference is like in this game is the only way to time. There's a oh, flying yeah. whale. Oh, yeah. Uh, in in links in links Wind awakening Fish. there's mm-hmm. the windfish is the big thing at the end of the game that you have to kind of wake up or whatever and in and and they don't call no. him the windfish but it's a flying whale that like you know that you have to like save or something it's got some sort of virus or you know, whatever mm-hmm. uh, but like I thought that was I mean honestly that's I I did a little research and it's it's, it's not he's not the windfish but it's it it to me it is. Like you yeah. know, just can I made ask that record, and I haven't you know?
1: played Link's Awakening, that's one I haven't missed. I'm excited to play it uh, the H D version. Mm-hmm. As I recall in yeah, spoilers for Link's Awakening, but I know that ultimately it's all a dream or something. So is it do is yeah. the reason yeah. you don't oh, see they Super Mario any too? of those characters because they're were in Link's dream or and maybe they're not real?
3: Well, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the interesting thing is like, well, and I guess, Jeremy, it sounds like you haven't played the game. Oh no, man. It's yeah. It, the, be- the beginning of the game and and you kind of see it in a little bit in the trailer of the new game that's coming out is that, um, you know, he's on a boat or something and it crashes and lightning hits it and he washes up on an Island and, uh, he's just kind of, and like throughout the game, the characters are like, Hey, you don't wanna wake you don't wanna wake them up because then if you wake it up all of us are like gone. Um so it's in he in like he wakes up the windfish and you you beat like a version of Ganon at the end and uh he uh wakes up on the raft or whatever with all the people and like that for some reason that game hit me hard because like at the end of the game <laughs> we can do a little more. <laughs> <on> this, but <laughs> but Because... Like, I don't know. I don't want to go too, uh, too into it, but yeah. like it was, yeah. It's it was essentially a dream, and, and uh, it. Um, I don't know, yeah, because a lot of those characters kind of because there's some Mario yeah. characters yeah. in that, the game. that game, game too. Was, was that game yeah. was uh, uh, the
0: director. I forget who the director of that game is, um, but he was. Um, hold on one second. Uh, yeah, I forget who the director of that game was, but I think he he came out in an interview and said he was inspired by Twin Peaks. Which was okay, big at the time. Which was really that. big at the time. Huh. Um, and that game definitely has That's like kind of weird, yeah. dreamy, strange Twin Peaks vibe. Sure. My little babies laughing back there. Um, I love that we're doing a Skyward Sword yeah. podcast, and we have brought up Link's Awakening <laughs> multiple times. So thank you, Dan. Um,
3: You're welcome. When well, it come, comes, the new one here. comes out. Um, oh, well,
0: we're at the hour and a half mark, and I, I need to finish this up to go help with kiddo and stuff. So. Yeah, gentlemen i think that was a fun discussion on skyward sword Mm -hmm. did we miss anything i don't
1: think so i i like uh uh, i just want to shout out that fun um side arc where like there's the the bully minion of Grus's has like a crush on a girl oh yeah and like he's like he gives you a note and you can do one. You can do a few things. You can give the girl the note. You can not give her the note, or you can give the note to the hand coming out of the toilet who wants paper. Um, <sighs> and it, that's a callback to that hand from Majora's Mask yeah. that wants paper that comes out of things. Oh. And it was just a fun arc that I loved. Good stuff. Good stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh- was was this was this the game where there was. I'm sorry. What game? Where there was three in order to get a a full heart container, it was three pieces of heart. I don't of remember four it ever being three. I Twilight Princess was, was
0: five. Yeah, five. That's maybe
3: that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's it was five. You're right. My bad. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, I
2: would have. I would have loved to <laughs> see that. more demise. Like. Yeah. That, that was one of my big things in playing the game. It was, it, it was just a lot of foreshadowing and just. One battle at the end. I would have loved to see more of that in the story. Like get more from the character since he's the whole base for Ganon and Ganondorf. We just get something that visually looks like Ganondorf ish, uh, and sort of a story, but none of the there's not an interaction. And I thought that was a missed opportunity. Would love to see more. Another demise. missed
1: opportunity. It would have been good if there weren't Magmas, and instead you meet like two <laughs> Gorons. Like, where's their place? They live on the volcano. Replace the magmas with gorons, then you got a great game.
0: I, I think a severely missed opportunity is that Gruus deserves his own game. That's true. You know, the adventures of Gruus, whatever that yeah. is. It can be a tower defense game. I think yeah. he already kind of plays that genre really well, so... Link between <laughs> cruises and Game. Um, gentlemen, let's wrap this up. So, uh, real quick, worlds. let's go around starting with you, Christian. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, and... um,
1: you can friend me on Facebook, um, I guess. That'd be weird. Um, but go for it because I don't have Twitter and I don't have Instagram. But I should get those. And people keep telling me, and maybe eventually I will. Yeah. But um, I'm Christian Masonic. I'm an actor yeah. and uh, a writer in Chicago. <clears throat> keep an eye out for that name. It's a weird
0: one. Awesome.
2: Jeremy, what about you? Uh, I'm Jeremy Connie You can find me on on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, follow me on uh, Smart Yeti Creative. Um, that's my uh, creative agency. Um, look for the next thing that are where we produced a, a small um, pilot that we're we're shopping around right now. It's um, called Tales from America: The Musical. I'm excited about it. Should be dropping. Um, If we publicly announce that we're sort of like shopping it behind the scenes. But if we drop it, I will love for you, anybody to see it. Oh, also, uh, Social media Mediasticus Part 2. I was an actor in that uh, with playing teen Jason, who's now grown up to be uh, uh, Jason the serial killer now in the office job. It's uh, part of this wonderful, like, uh, horror reference-filled uh, short film that's a music video that's out now uh, low-carb comedy and social media ask part two would love for you to see it
3: good production value yeah.
2: oh god too. and so your lead actor
0: is very sexy yeah it was very sexy thank you well beautiful that... neck a beautifully long neck uh <laughs> no, nobody
2: gets a longer more slender sexy neck than this guy
0: <laughs> dan what about dan what about you
3: Uh, I mean, I'm on the internet. I mean, uh, ain't got no tweets is my Twitter account, but I don't tweet much. That's why my handle is that. Um, I would say that if people want to, if I'm promoting anything, I should promote my web series that I have going on right now called Weird Booze Weekend Chicago. Uh, That's going on new episodes every week until the end of July. New episodes every week or all episodes are on there. I'm going to give you both options in case you hear this later. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, you know, 12 different bottles of liquor, 12 different panels, uh, they get to figure out what things taste nice. like, and if they're good with Malort. So, All yeah, of them. that's what I'm gonna
0: um, I am your host, Chris, and uh, like I uh, mentioned, we have many topics here on the Nerdocast podcast. By the time you're hearing this, our MCU podcast has already been released, as we talk about kind of the Infinity Saga, and everything that happened with... Thanos. We also have a podcast about Game of Thrones and Season 8 and all of our thoughts and feelings about how Game of Thrones ended. Um, And this is a big year for nerds. We got the Skywalker saga coming to an end later this year. Good Omens has just come out. So we have a lot of great topics coming up. So please check out our other episodes and look forward to new ones uh, in the near future. Christian, uh, thank you so much for coming out to Los Angeles. First Absolutely. Off. I,
1: I was coming here. I didn't fly out to be just on for this podcast.
0: podcast. I just want to be. Just say you did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh. anytime Chris says we're doing a Zelda podcast,
0: I book my tickets. So <laughs> oh, happy so to be are, here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been your host, Chris Bashan. And joining me for a discussion about Zelda, Skyward Sword have been. Christian Masonic. Jeremy Connie.
3: Dan Schiffmacher. Thank you. And thank
0: you for listening.